welcome to episode six of Pro-Am Disc Golf. I'm Gavin Goodwin. I'm your amateur. And I'm Chris Tolisbo. I'm your professional. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. Thanks for the feedback. Uh, subscribe, rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. We're available uh, pretty much, I think, everywhere you can get a podcast, or at least that I've heard of. If we're not, let me know, and I'll try to get us out there. But I know we're on Spotify. I know we're on, but I don't think, at, to date... No one has listened to us on Spotify, <sighs> although we're on Spotify. We're getting plenty of listens other places, uh, and Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play Store, mm-hmm. and uh, if probably somewhere else. So I've heard other people say they use some other kind of podcast app, and they've been able to find us. Cool. So we really appreciate it. Um, rate, review, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. Listen to Pro-Am Disco. So that's our episode this week. Thanks so much. No. <laughs> Can we do that once? <laughs> Just <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, we'll record our, our, our third another uh, third episode for tonight. We'll, All right, we'll have it be that. And thanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got some exciting news here in our local disc golf scene. We do. Um, there is something really cool coming on the horizon that I actually. Being fairly new to the community, didn't expect to happen ever, if not for like at least a decade away, honestly. And it was just announced that it's official and what's happening. We are getting a pay-to-play permanent course put in on a ball golf course. Yeah. A city course. It's a nice manicured course and we'll be able to play disc golf Mm -hmm. on that course. And I think it's, they're saying 10 bucks around with a cart. Yeah. Ballpark $10 with a cart. Now, I heard cart. And I think disc golf, and I think those Zuka carts. We're not talking that. We're talking electric golf cart. Which is fantastic. Yeah. Apparently, this course also uh, is getting golf boards. <sighs> no way. Yeah, like those like oh, motorized oh, skateboard things. I wonder if they'll let us use them. I have no idea. I'm going to ask nicely, because yeah. I still want to try one. Yeah, I've never tried one, but sound, they sound really they fun. They look like a lot of fun. <laughs> they look like a lot of fun. I've, you've probably seen that YouTube video of people just, you know. Cruising down fairways. Yeah, which... Doesn't quite seem like, you know, in the nature of the etiquette of the sport, but it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. Hopefully, so, hopefully we can try those. Yeah. And so, uh, and for those of you that uh, would choose to do this, uh, the course has a liquor license or it can, it can sell beer. Yeah. So you can actually try, you know, have a beer on the course playing disc golf legally. With your golf cart. Yeah. Which is kind of incredible. It's like the only park in Utah. Other than our other pay to play where you can legally okay. have beer. Yeah. So, yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah, so um, tell tell me about this part because this is this was new to me. I, I I've never even actually played that regular golf course. Okay. So, so Roots, uh, one of our local courses, um, took over a par three course that is separated from this 18 hole ball golf course by their driving range. So, Brian Usher, local guy, team MVP, um, does a lot for the scene here. He has been in contact with the golf course pro and who knows however many other people that work there. Um, they put the temp course in last year for the Utah State Championships. And myself and a handful of others got to play it a few times before that to help lay it out and set it up. Was that the first time that course had ever been set up? Uh, yes. I think that was the first time that all the baskets went out. It was that week for practice and then the tournament. Um, and Uli came and just beat everybody. So good job, Paul. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Come, Come again. Back. I want to play you. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, so Brian put in a lot of work. I know a handful of other people got help with layout, got help with numbers to the golf course to convince them that it's worth putting disc golf in. Um, myself and a few others worked the design to keep them out of fairways, keep us in areas of the golf course where foot traffic is okay. Um, and we put 18 holes on the back nine of this course. And there will be some agreement about when we can play and when golfers play. Okay. So, so it's not just going to be a free for all up and all the time. No, Cause like weekend mornings in the summer, you don't even want to try golfers. To get out there. Yeah. It's just golfers. So I'm guessing weekend afternoons we'll get it. Yeah. For, when it's hot. Yeah. That's fine. We yeah. don't care. Yeah. We're Dis- in the shade. Disc golfers are tough. Yeah. Well, we talked about this before. We'll take what we can get. Absolutely. Yeah. And this is other than the other pay to play, probably the longest course. It might be longer. They're pretty close. I'm not sure. Um, but it's a long course. We have some par fours. We have some long straight fairways. So it's a new style of golf for the city as well. Yeah, which for I sure. think is I, awesome. I've never played the. Is it Mulligans? It's yeah. the other course. Um, I've never played that course, and so it'll definitely be a new experience for me because I'm. Our courses here locally are a lot of times in the trees and tight and just kind of technical courses because mm-hmm. you're, again we're taking what we can get mm-hmm. and so we're using the space that we have. Yeah. So I mean, even where it seems like there's an open fairway, it's fairly narrow, and so I still yeah. manage to hit a tree. Yeah. There are trees to hit up there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I will hit them all, I'm sure. Okay. But especially when I'm throwing a brand new disc. Oh, that's the best way. Yeah. Anytime I'm on like a super wooded fairway, I throw something brand new just so that I have to hit something because it's yeah. the best way for a first flight to go. Yeah. Well, I, I could be throwing in a football field and I'll manage <laughs> to hit a tree. <laughs> I'm not sure how it'll happen. Up and over like, the end of the stadium. Yeah, a, uh, an eagle will drop a large stick and it'll collide <laughs> with my disc. Something will happen oh man but yeah it's it i'm looking forward to it the course is good huge ups to brian and mvp for getting it in yeah absolutely uh, so mvp's donating 18 baskets mvp sponsored the course donating with or whatever donating baskets yeah which is so, phenomenal thank you mvp yeah that's awesome and uh sounds like brian did a lot of leg work and there are a handful of people that did a lot of leg work to make this happen yeah and i didn't even know that this was an option so it's yeah. super exciting yeah good things are coming <laughs> well and i think I, I was at first concerned, like, wait a minute, are they just redoing Roots, which is our existing course, which is, again, right next to this other course. Opposite, opposite sides of the driving range. Yeah. 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 So, um, but it's not. That course is still going to be there. Mm-hmm. It's going to remain, and it'll be a free-to-play, just regular course. Uh, and then we'll have this, you know, nice, yeah, like, lovely pay-to-play course, which will be really fun. Yeah, and I'm optimistic, kind of crossing my finger saying this, but if the disc golf traffic is good and we're respectful and clean and you know, we support them. I wouldn't be surprised if they let us put in 18 more baskets on the front nine. You have two courses there. Either have a 36 hole or even if it's just temporary for tournaments, like we can have the whole course for a weekend Yeah. for whatever deal we work out. But if we have a good showing and it works out, I would like to see that happen. Well, well. Salt Lake city has been the, um, couple years ago they closed a couple of courses of their golf courses their publicly maintained golf courses because the they were running at a deficit and so if this is a way to try to get some revenue into that system yeah. and that's i mean then we'll, maybe we'll be able to plug in at some of the other courses that are around i, yeah. I don't know i have no idea i mean yeah i don't have numbers if, if brian heard this he'd probably go slow down guys yeah. but uh it's i mean you know they're, they're tax supported courses that should be paying for themselves and mm-hmm. i think for the most part are 
but golf is declining. You mm-hmm. know, that's just the, the way the trend is, of the sport has been going. It's there's less interest, and it'll probably take the next Tiger Woods or, or somebody like that to to you know revitalize the sport. What about the current Tiger Woods? Well, <laughs> he is the next Tiger Woods. I hope so. That would be great. Oh, like, that'd be nuts. That'd be awesome if he could. I I would love for him to launch like a significant comeback. That'd be so cool. Uh, and I, I know he would too. So that'd be great. Sorry, sidetrack. Yeah, but no, no, that's fine. But I'm, you know, like you need something to get kids interested in the sport. Mm-hmm. And um, we've got some phenomenal disc golfers out there. But if we had the Tiger Woods of disc golf, we could probably grow this. If we, if we could get, you know, I see enough shots on YouTube that are phenomenal to me that probably should be on Sports Center, but aren't. That's fine. We we'll get not. there. But yeah, but again, with the way the world's going right now, like a sports center, even what's going to get you out there? I don't know. You know, I mean, that's just not. I think kids are watching YouTube instead of sports center right now. Probably. So, <coughs> um, so huh, that's total digression yeah. that I, uh, I don't know about. But again, more if you can get you know some revenue into these systems, then that's good because that's been a big pressure from the mayor and the city to try to yeah make these courses self-sustainable. And on that note, um, mulligans are other pay-to-play. And I that's know. a private course. That's not a city-owned course. Yeah, but it's still pay disc golfers' pay-to-play. Yeah. And I don't have the numbers. I should talk to Jade, who does have the numbers. Um, but I would guess the disc golfers are a significant portion of their revenue. Yeah. It's a nine-hole di- uh, ball golf course that in my, I don't know, couple dozen rounds there, I've seen five or six ball golfers playing. Yeah. So to me, it's a disc golf course at this point, and they're maintaining it, and it's still a disc golf course. So that's sustaining enough that I have high hopes. Now, for, do they have a timeshare thing with disc golf versus golf? Like disc golf's only allowed in off peak hours. I'm not sure. Every time I've been there, I've been allowed to play. Well, but maybe that's the point of it too. I mean, is uh, you know three o'clock on a Thursday afternoon when the course is going to sit empty, mm-hmm. and you've got to pay staff to be there and and you know man the pro shop man. Mm-hmm. The, the, you know, snack, snack bar. Shack, yeah. yeah. Get people in there that are going to actually spend some money and, and, and get through and get just get a whole new way of a clientele. Yeah. I mean, and there, I mean, there are a lot of disc golfers that will pay to play. And again, we'll play in off hours. Like, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll take what we can get. Yeah. Afternoons are better anyway. I sleep in. <laughs> well, it depends for me. <laughs> depends, depends on the, on the, the, little the schedule per day. Yeah. Yes. On the kids, what they're doing. And, and, and where my wife's schedule falls out. So, yep. uh, But that is super exciting. Do they have a name for the course or anything proposed? I'll probably just the same I haven't heard course. of one, but it'll be something Rose Park is by the MVP. golf course that it's going in, right? Rose Park is the name of the course that it's going on, right? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe just, I don't know, Rose Park, disc golf course, yeah. MVP. But I'm fine. Throw MVP's name all over everything. Oh, they, that's, they earned it. Yeah, if you're going to give 18 baskets and, and help with the city and get that going. Then, I'll give credit where credit is due. Yeah, and they, and they sponsor... The tournament we hold there, the Utah yeah. States, and they sponsor. They used to sponsor the Salted Open, right? Mm-hmm. So they're they're actually pretty. They put a lot of money in the local and they took over there. Vibram. The Vibram Open is now the MVP Open. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. So they're they're pushing everything. I, little digression. Have you did you ever throw a Vibram before you were sponsored? I've thrown some. Yeah, I have a friend who was sponsored yeah. or is sponsored, so there. I've thrown a good amount. It, I've got a handful of Vibram discs, and I just picked up a bunch more. Somebody was liquidating their glow stash and so i picked it up and uh i like them but i'm i don't know they're they're i haven't found a vibram disc yet that i would rather carry instead of a you know 
just a regular plastic disc. They feel different. Yeah, they do. They glow so much better. Their glow stuff works really well. Yeah. Again, credit where credit is due. Vibram Glow is like a light bulb. Yeah. But credit where credit's due. I play with MVP lights to the bottom of my, <laughs> my Lucid or Champion disc. So, um, but when I do play Glow, so. Um, but that's awesome. Yeah, MVP seems to be really trying to grow the sport. Yeah, and so. Brian, Brian is a huge catalyst for the scene here. Yeah, with absolutely. his connection there. Well, and um, yeah, their their logos all over pretty much everything that we do local, any kind of tournaments or anything. Yeah, so. he's he's not shy about it. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, don't be. Yeah, no, <clears throat> especially not when they'll drop baskets for a course. Yeah, that's phenomenal. That's that's so good. Well, and they'll they'll be the most modern style baskets that I've you know I think. Roots are, roots are pretty new. I guess they're Mach 10s, right? Mach X, yeah. Mach X. Is it Mach X or Mach 10? I've always said X. And that's a DGA? Yeah. Okay. It's probably me, but I don't know that I like those baskets. Really? Yeah. Why? I feel like I get... This could be its own episode as baskets, so oh, absolutely. I'll try to not go too far. Uh, maybe maybe we will record a third episode tonight. <laughs> um, I I feel like I get stupid spit outs. On those, like where they where the X is. Okay. Like if I hit that, it's so stiff that sometimes I'll bounce out, or or it won't like quite. Even if I try to feather it through, it, it doesn't have enough strength to get in and, and get caught in the chains. It just kind of falls out. And so, again, probably me because I'm not good at this game. <laughs> so I'm I'm going to blame myself before the basket. But I don't, and I've not played a ton of baskets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. The ones over here at the U are just kind of standard DGA. Like Mach 20, 3. Mach 3, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, don't love those either. I those really don't, actually. Yeah, those aren't those aren't great. Um, is that what they have at Roots, too? Or uh, Creekside is a Mach 3? Yep. And River Park. Okay, so that's kind of the standard. Yeah. They're that's just the one around here. Yeah, 15 years ago, that was the top basket. Okay. So that's what everything that has. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. So I'm excited to try something new. Yeah. <laughs> you know, did, try, did try you, those. Oh, you didn't play Solitude? No, I didn't play Solitude. Okay. What do have there? We had one of what's going in at Rose Park. Is it the black hole or what do they call us? It's either the black hole or the portal. Okay. I get it mixed up. They're all But it's whatever their championship names. one is. Yeah. Which is, and yeah, so it, again, it should it's be, a championship yeah. baskets, 18 hole cores, so it can hold the tournament. Like it's a. Yeah. And how we're starting is mostly natural tee pads, grass and dirt and whatever, mm-hmm. so that as we <coughs> deal with golfers playing through and foot traffic and what we do to the ground and stuff, we can move tee pads around and kind of finalize the course as we go. So we're going to set a basket pretty much where we want it and then move the tee pad little bits until we're happy with where things are. Yeah, which I think I, I have to say that, that makes perfect sense because yeah. why permanently put something in until you're sure that's where you want it to be yeah and so a few of the holes have quite uneven ground and stuff so those will be pouring maybe concrete maybe not but leveling yeah. and putting in t-pads but it's a i mean it'll be a maintained course it's not mm-hmm. going to be you know yeah it's going to be nice yeah i'm i'm really excited like i think yeah. that's going to be a fun fun place to go throw i i'm looking forward to it yeah and i'm guessing again guessing don't me to it but i'm guessing they'll do some sort of punch pass deal oh yeah that's what they said too where you do you know 10 rounds at eight dollars a round or something yeah save a couple bucks which just i'm excited i think it's gonna be really fun me too and i think i'm sure there's gonna be some like grand opening tournament or something yeah there probably will be yeah basket should be in the mail right now that's pretty that's pretty awesome yeah so big party putting that all together and then grand opening event yeah and then we're good and I, they're um, they're permanent baskets, right? They're not. 
yeah, I too. think so. I'm not sure. I haven't I talked to them, yeah. Golf Course or Brian, since yeah. then. But I'm guessing they'll be collared in. Yeah, sleep in. This is that's exciting, and I, I guess I mean it goes in pretty quick, right? It's mm-hmm. just a matter of setting posts. Yeah, I think I think the only uh, criteria is that we keep like three feet radius or something around each pole, so the mowers don't have to try and get close and run into them. I oh think, sure, yeah, something like that. So, like of dirt, three feet of dirt, or or whatever, rubber wood chips. I don't know anything. Just oh, so they don't yeah, have to just, run into it. Yeah, wood chips or something. Yeah, yeah. anything. But that's that's great. a good deal too, because then we don't lose baskets to lawnmowers, which happens. Oh well, uh, over here at the U, there's one that's definitely been the maybe twice. Yeah, yeah roots lost one. Yeah, just well, happens. It happens. Yeah, lawnmowers so, are stronger than baskets. You yes. heard it here. Yes. Well. We should test that though. We'll do do that you have later. a riding lawnmower? I have a basket. I wish I did. Dang it! I have a basket too, but I, it's not a very strong one. Well, then we need a smaller lawnmower. I think we need like think, a little league. I think the like Fisher Price push lawnmower, like, like the little balls that pop in yes, it. I think that one could take <laughs> <out> my basket, <laughs> but it will catch a disc sometimes. There you um, go. My, uh, well, I actually have it set up in my backyard, and my four-year-old son has been playing, and it's oh, good. been really fun. Like. He, uh, I'm not trying to push him into it at all. It just, you know, I, if he enjoys it, great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll, I'll be out there throwing and then he'll, he'll go out and he'll grab a disc. And at first he couldn't, you know, he would try to throw him and it would just go behind him or right under the ground. And now he can stand, you know, five, six feet away and just hit the chains. Nice. It's pretty great. That's awesome. And I, he's four and a half years old. I cannot figure out if he's left-handed or right-handed. And I haven't tried to steer him either way because if wow. he ends up being ambidextrous, good for him. That's awesome. So he, I think for the most part, will hold a, a marker or a pencil with his right hand. Okay. But he throws with his left hand. That's awesome. A disc. So. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, again, I haven't tried to say like, oh, you know, do this or that or, or, or push him one way or the other. So it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. I challenge you to a, my left hand versus your right hand round. Just came up with it. All right, that was us high fiving. I accept. Okay, because I am not good left-handed. It's gonna be a tag round. Deal. What's your tag number? Eighty. My ninety-one. That'll move me slide up. Still be exciting. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna lose, but it'll be I, fun. I don't know that you will. It'll be fun. Now, I've seen you play. I'm gonna lose. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes me feel good. Uh, so everything, like your putting, yep. your your upshots, everything yep. with your left hand. Yep. All right. It's gonna be fun. All right. What, what course do you want to play? You pick the course. And, and I'll think about that. Okay. I was going to say roots, but I'll put discs in the water and I don't want to do that. No, you don't want to do that. Probably no. Creekside. Yeah. Oh, no, let's do Taylorsville. I don't play Taylorsville. I never played there. So Perfect. That'll, that'll be good because it's a new course. I've also for me never played then... it left handed. Yeah. So I've never played it, period. All right. I've never played a whole round left handed. Okay. We're going to figure that out. <laughs> we'll figure out the time and we'll do that. Okay, deal. And we will report on it on the air. So keep listening because oh, that, that actually sounds really fun. It'll be funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm excited for that. I'm genuinely excited for that. Um, well, we have been. We got some mail. We yeah. got a question from uh, Darren. So let me let me read that out to you. Um, he sent us a link to a Facebook or sorry, a YouTube video. Hey guys, I came across a video that had some info on it that looked. Sorry, <laughs> he wrote it correctly. I'm reading it wrong. That took me by surprise. The video is by. Danny Lindahl, mm-hmm. okay, uh, who I assume is a pro. Parentheses. I don't know the big names too well. I don't know him either too well. He's a pro. Yeah, he's a pro. Dynamic, right? Yep. 
the video is describing how discs are different at about 445 into the video he talks about understable discs the point that seems counterintuitive to me i even asked him to confirm is that a higher speed understable disc will flip up faster than a lower speed understable disc is this accurate my thought is that a lower speed disc would flip faster because it is a lower speed requirement i've added the link okay so cheers darren um, and i will post this link on our uh, facebook page if you don't know danny first of all check him out yeah, he does great. I, I didn't know him either, but his yeah. videos are great. They're super yeah. helpful. He's got a YouTube channel. He's got disc reviews. He's got in the bag talk. He's got form review, form critique. He does a lot. So yeah. check him out. Yeah, no, it's he's uh, and he's like kind of low key about it. And I, and I like that it's approachable. Like yeah. he doesn't very lighthearted. I mean, this video is just talking about the difference in discs from your high speed driver to your fairway driver to your mid range to your putter, mm-hmm. which if you're new to the sport like I am, I mean, I'm not that new but to, to, to that, but that's helpful information yeah. to know. Like yeah. that's, so I, I really appreciate that there's that kind of stuff out there. And that's kind of what we try to do is mm-hmm. we, we, you know, go over glossary terms. Like we just, we defined Heiser the other week. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I, I didn't know anything in that video until probably a year into playing. Yeah. Maybe more. I so don't know. it's so nice that it's just out there and you can, mm-hmm. you can get this because when you talk to folks and they say, oh, I threw a big, uh, you know, an anti-flex shot over, you know, like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, no. Yeah, so. And then you just kind of nod. And and smile and nod until they're yeah, done. Yeah, and Awesome. Then you, and then I throw and hit a tree. And Did you see that? I did a. Yeah. I call that my, my bark skip. <laughs> uh, the wood chipper. Yeah. <laughs> you've seen, well, I know you've seen it. The the disc that's punctured a tree limb at, at yep. Creekside, yep. one of our local courses. No idea. Uh, yeah. The, the, this limb of the tree has literally impaled the through, through the flight plate. Through the flight Just plate. Just straight through the middle. Yeah. And it's 20 feet off the ground on a little nub at of least. a branch. Yeah. It just I don't know. It's, a, it, it's a D, an old DX something, but I don't know how it happened. Yeah. It just It's just there. It's part yeah. of the course now. And No, and it will be there until that limb falls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't even go get it. No, I mean, if you had a like a grabber with an extendo pole on it, you could try. Oh, like, a, like the big orange pole tree trimmer. Yeah, that might get it. Yeah, but why? No, it's part of the course. I mean, the flight plate is destroyed. <laughs> There's no salvaging that. It's no disc. longer approved. There's a hole in it. Yeah, like a, a baseball-sized hole mm-hmm. in this disc. So, uh, if you know how that happened, let me know. Me too. I'm very curious. Yeah, that's that's an interesting one to me. So, yeah. Uh, all right, so this question. So uh, what Danny is saying in the disc, and again, he's describing stability in the disc, and so that's where it comes up, but he's saying that um, a high-speed disc, so a driver is mm-hmm. going to flip faster than what what he's talking about in this section of the video is a mid-range disc, so a slower disc. Um, you're the, you know, physicsician. <laughs> and we that's talked about terrible. this before. I know. <laughs> Uh, you're not sure you know how this works. Mm-mm. And I'm not sure I know how this works either. But my guess is I'm going to take this from cycling. So uh, we're talking gyroscopic motion. So cycling, like road cycling, uh, I was kind of into for a little while when I was – my wife and my father-in-law are into it. So I got into it for a little while. Now I prefer mountain bikes. But mm-hmm. anyway – <laughs> um, the 
there was a trend for a while, and, and you just don't see it as much anymore, but for really deep rim wheels. And so if you, you know, Google search the top end mountain bike from like 2007, and the, the wheels, the rims are super deep, like five, six inches deep of hmm. carbon. And I think the thought there is just to put more weight on the, the idea was that it would roll faster. Everything's for speed, mm-hmm. you know, reducing drag and, and, and increasing your speed. And so that was kind of the idea, which is a similar idea to, um, well, can you hand me that disc right there? We've got a driver here. Um, so, and it is the uh, Karina Knowles mm-hmm. signature Shrike. So everybody, we, we got some of these. This is Chris's disc. Local I, pro. Yeah. So uh, follow Karina Knowles on the tour. She's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and buy your discs. They're, I like Shrikes. I think we already sold her out once. I know we did because yeah. I, I bought what she had left. Yeah, there we go. Um, I like Shrikes, so they're a good discs to throw. And uh, Chris can't throw Shrikes, but you probably would. I mean, would. I, could, I could throw it. Well, yeah, but you can't bag one. But you probably would if you could. They're, they're a good disc. Okay. I don't think so. I've thrown a Shrike ever. Uh, well, but I don't want to throw that one because it's got Karina's name on it. Uh, I throw all my discs, even the ones Karina's oh. name on them. So we'll, we'll go throw. You can go throw my Shrike. You can throw it left hand. We'll see what happens. Oh, okay. My left hand is. Shrike is. We're so off topic. Sorry, Darren. <laughs> I can get a Shrike to go fairly straight, <laughs> fairly far for me. So that's why I like the Shrike. Okay. Um, so I'm just holding it so I can talk about it. Uh, thick rim, get more of the weight off the, the flight plate onto the rim. So you've got the gyroscopic motion. My thought is that it's just spinning faster because more of the mass is on the edge of the disc. And so it's going to flip over faster because of that. Whereas it's, and it's, my guess is glide is probably affecting it too because it's not creating the drag. I don't know if any of that makes sense. Yeah. You've got the physics degree. So, or I guess you have a math degree and do you have a physics degree? I have both. Okay, good. Unfortunately right now. (laughs) So, does that make any sense? Kind of. I don't know if that's the explanation, but what you said makes sense. Okay. Um, my guess is just probably drag limited. So when you throw something fast, if it's understable, it wants to turn. And there's more drag on a mid-range than there is something higher speed. So I would, I'm not sure. I want to go throw some stuff and see what happens. But I would guess that he's right, that high-speed stuff will turn over faster just because of that limited drag. Because even if they're the same stability, you throw them at the same speed on the same angle, the mid-range is going to be flying slower, so it's still going to turn slower. Well, it's going to resist the turn just yeah. because of the drag. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's... Where the higher speed stuff way can to cut to faster. Yeah. yeah. Well, and part of it is just simply moving faster. There's less drag, so it can move faster Yeah. through the air. That's, <laughs> that's my guess. All right. I, I say you're right. You, I, I say we're both right. Yeah. Yeah. We know everything. Yeah. Uh, but... I don't know, Darren, I hope that's helpful. I'm not sure I'll, that I'll, it is. I'll go out and I'll throw understable stuff, which I don't do very often. I might have an answer if I did. Okay. But I'm curious. Yeah, I'll go yeah. play with it and see what happens. I definitely throw understable stuff, but I don't throw a lot of overstable because I shouldn't yeah. be, <laughs> honestly. So um, I don't know either. Like, I don't – and honestly, the few overstable discs that I have, like my River Pro, I don't love. So I think I tend to agree because another – I mean – Thinking back to throwing examples, I have a very understable mid-range, a beat-up Warrant from Dynamic, and I have a very understable driver, a beat-up Queen from Westside. And if I throw them the same and hard, the Queen will always flip over and roll, and the Warrant will not. Hmm. And I've never thought, because I think the stabilities are pretty similar. If I throw them soft, 
they kind of do the same thing. I've never thought about the speed being the reason that works, but it might be. I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, the stability completely changed on uh, Latitude's discs. Did you hear that? Yeah, they have just updated Latitude and Dynamic and yeah. Westside a bunch. Yeah, so I, I flight numbers matter. I don't know. If they do. Said no one ever. Yeah, they do. I mean, it, for, for inter in inside one company disc comparison, they matter. Well, it's helpful to say if I want something that's going to be overstable or understable, mm-hmm. it will help you in that sense. And if you know, it, speed helps. Like it, it's helpful, but it's it shouldn't. Don't complain if they don't yeah. fly nine four zero four. No, because what does that mean? No one knows. No, I mean if there was, if you're in a, a vacuum, and well, I guess you couldn't do it in a vacuum because then everything would fly the same, yeah. right? But but if you've got a machine throwing discs, you know, does that exist yet? I don't think so, but okay. it should. Um, but if there's a machine that's chucking discs out into a massive warehouse and seeing them fly, and you've got guys in white lab coats <laughs> with no marking pads. out like, and and it's just a Cartesian chart mm-hmm. out on the floor and they can see where that's going that's where this flight chart comes from don't you know yeah yeah <laughs> maybe that will work but my understanding of where flight numbers come from now is the dudes at the factory go out in a field and throw the discs and say yeah, i think that's a 13 it's speed. more it's more than the dudes yes it's a lot that's of people. The ladies also well it's everybody yeah but it's people go out and throw the discs and just give their opinion on what they mm-hmm. think that does yeah and I'm, I'm guessing when they're designing them in the computer they you know have an to, idea yeah have an idea of where it should be going yeah um but it's certainly not an exact science and it's never going to be with uh the way that discs are made i mean they're they're are they injection more or i think they're injection yeah so it's just not like yeah. they're not but it's not precise material but it is impressive that people can do what they're doing like Absolutely. the explorer was designed to be a straight fairway driver that's coming out and they made it, and that's exactly what it is. Yeah. So it's not an exact science, but we're getting better at it. No, really good at it, yeah. frankly. Like, again, I felt confident buying Shrikes mm-hmm. with Karina's stamp on them because I like the way Shrike flies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a different plastic than sometimes I other throw, and that can have an impact on it too, but we know about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's really impressive. Like, and I think, I think the days of having – one, you know, buying one disc and then buying another one and then being wildly different, mm-hmm. likely over. As long as it's, they're it's from the larger companies, at least. As long as they're from a similar time. So if you buy, but a that's disc, what I mean. Like if you're buying a new disc, like you go oh, buy, you buy two off the shelf. The yeah, if you time. go buy a Defender and then you love your Defender, it goes in the river. You go buy another Defender mm-hmm. in a similar weight. You're gonna, it's gonna fly similar. Yeah. If as long as the weight and the plastic are, are the same, you're gonna, you're yeah, gonna get, fly similar. We're getting pretty close to that point. Yeah, and that's not gonna be exact and. You're not good enough to throw it exactly either. So, so it's not all the numbers. It's you. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. It's me. It's everybody. It's Paul McBeth. We're not all as consistent as, well, he, he might he be. He might be. He might be. But he's not. I mean, he'll shank a shot. You know, not shank it. But, but he misses. He, it, his misses, I would be ecstatic to get. <laughs> but, you know, he does miss. Yeah. So He's still human. Yeah. It's so, just really good. Yeah. and that, But, I mean, that's the reality of it. Like, it's just not – and that's, again, part of kind of what makes it fun. Like, yeah, is being imperfect. Yeah. I mean, if if everybody knew that – well, and, again, disc fly so different from everybody else. Like, 
my arm speed is different than Chris's arm speed. Yeah. And if I had a twin brother, my arm speed would be different than his. Mm -hmm. And my release angles would be slightly different than his. And it's just, yeah. uh, So everything flies a little bit different. If you think you want to try a disc, go try a disc. So buy one from a friend. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or, uh, well, I'm going to plug this. I don't know if there's any shops locally that does pretty incredible program. Buy back. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? Uh, it's a program, Dynamic Offers, Dynamic Discs. Um, Latitude and Westside also do it, yeah. I think, right? Yeah. I say dynamic, I mean the family. Yeah. Um, where buy, they're called buyback retailers. You can go in and buy Ver- any. Check ahead of time before you Yeah, make buy. sure they're a buyback. Yeah. Um, you can go in and buy any disc from Dynamic Discs, Latitude 64, or Westside. Try it. For two weeks, right? You've got up to two weeks. I, I think, think it's, it's two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. One or two weeks. Yeah. Um, and if it's not doing what you wanted it to do or what you thought it would do, you don't like it or it doesn't go in the basket every time, you probably can't do that one. Yeah. But yeah, if you don't like it, you can take it back and pick out something else. And by something else, they mean anything else. Like another pick disc. up an MVP disc, pick up an Innova disc, pick up, pick up another disc. So it's not just getting, from my understanding, it's not just a, a you know, one of the trilogy discs. They would like you to, yeah. but I think that's the idea is like grow the sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not. I have no relationships with any disc golf companies. I like a lot of plastic that I throw from from those companies. So you probably will too. Uh, I think I bag right now. I bag three Emac Truths. Nice. More than me right now. I have two right yeah, now. Yeah, I have two in Lucid. I don't know why. I do because they're awesome. We need to do my in the bag. <laughs> we should do an in the bag day. We should do an in the bag day. But one of them's in Prime, and I and I just oh, Prime full little stickier. They're so fun. So, um, well, Darren, <laughs> that was totally the right answer. That was totally the right answer. Um, but I think, yeah, I think if you, if you want a disc to turn over quick and roll, if you're then throw an overstable driver under stable, under stable. Yeah. Thank you. Because it's going to go there quicker. And we think it's because of drag. Yeah. If you're playing a quick turnover though, I can only see that going roller. Like if you're trying to flip it really fast, I think yeah, if you're trying to do anyway. that, that's the only reason I could think of too, is to roll it. Yeah. I can't think of another and you reason. Don't, you don't want to roll a, a mid or a putter. Unless we're talking like how fast you can get it to highs or flip to flat if you're trying to like hit a gap. Yeah, but if you're doing a roller, you're throwing, yeah. a, you're throwing a driver. I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. Because, again, you've got your weight on the rim. So, mm-hmm. um, All right. Quick turn, quick disc. Quick turn, twist disc. Punchline. Everybody tells you to throw slow discs when you start out. <laughs> no. Go buy... F- Nothing slower than a 14 speed. <laughs> Insert sarcasm font. <laughs> what? Start with slow. Just just start with slow. Yeah, I guess that's good. And oh, I, I think he's got this little. Uh, what is his name? The the golfer, the 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 pro that did the video. Danny. Danny. Yeah. Uh, says at the end of his videos, and I like this. Um, was something like a slow as smooth and smooth as far, mm-hmm. something like that. I like that. It's very true. Yeah. I went out and played uh, when I was throwing those. uh, Talked about it last week, but the Ballista Pro and the Explorer. Mm -hmm. I I did a little field work at them at the course here, and then I just threw around and ended up connecting with um, three other people, and we were just playing some holes together. And I was not playing well. Well, I was, but I was really trying just to. I I shouldn't say I wasn't playing well. I was was doing what I wanted to do. I was putting Mm -hmm. terribly, but I just don't like when people look at me when I putt. So good luck with that one. I know I got to get over that one real yep. quick. Um, yeah, I'm fine peeing. 
I just can't putt. Uh, so. <laughs> to each his own? Yeah. Um, but uh, I, was, I was really trying just to slow down my, slow down my X step, slow down my, um, my release, everything, and just try to slow it down and be a little more um, deliberate in mm-hmm. my throws. And I, w- I was liking it. Like, to, to play that way consistently all the time isn't what I'm trying to do, but that was just kind of to work on that for that round. Yeah. Just try to slow down and be a little bit smooth and try to, again, deliberately feel what's going on. Yeah. Um, it really helped me a lot. Yeah. So and if you feel like you're kind of newer to the game and struggling to kind of get some distance, like you're throwing maybe 250, sometimes 300, slow down and you'll probably see that you're consistently hitting close to 300. Yeah. Especially your feet. Yes. The slower your feet are, the easier it is to time what I hear called the hit point where that disc comes through your body. Yeah. The slower your feet, the easier it is to time that. And the better you time that, the more power you have. So even though I throw far, I throw just as far with like a slow walk up as I do a big run up. Yeah. Because the faster I go with my feet, the more my timing can miss and I'm giving that power back. Well, there's, there's a guy locally that plays here, Randy. Mm-hmm. Um, and his, his X step is non-existent. He literally just goes to the edge of the pad and throws mm-hmm. and he'll throw out 350, 400 feet. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. But he's just smooth and he's consistent. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. and you see, I mean, you see the big guns, Rick and Paul and Eagle yeah. and Simon, you see them run up from 40 feet away. Not really. Maybe 10, 15. Yeah. But they take these big aggressive run ups and they can because they're so good at timing. They're consistent. They can speed everything up and still hit at the right time. Yeah. And then they get the benefit. Yeah. But for most of us, myself included, speeding up your feet is going to hurt your timing. and You'll probably not pick up that extra hundred feet you think you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. You're, your power is getting lost somewhere in translation to your disc. Yeah. Whereas there's, you know, it's, <coughs> you, you, you can put, you know, 700 horsepower under the hood, but if you're only getting 200 to the tires, mm-hmm. you're no better off than, mm-hmm. you know, a car that's putting 250 under the hood and getting 200 to the tires. Yeah. In fact, you're much worse because you're heavier. So, <laughs> yeah. um, there, they manage to get more power to the tires. Yeah. And I don't. Most, so most, most of power is whole body engagement. Yeah. It's when you fire the hip, it's when you get that elbow through, it's using your whole body. So if you rush yourself and those parts don't all line up, you've given it up. That's lost in differentials. Power versus speed. Mm-hmm. I've heard some things recently that are, are just interesting to me and it makes sense. I, what I heard recently is speed gives you distance, not power. That makes sense. Kind of. Okay. But I don't see how that they're not, how one's not coming from the other. I think they're very closely related. Yeah. And it has to be, right? Like the more power you have, the faster it's going to come out of your hand. Yeah. So I would say, I mean, I don't know the right answer here. But on hearing that, to me, power is how much you use your body, how much you generate, like the probably like a physical torque that you create on that disc as it comes through. And then speed is how fast it comes out of your hand as a result of said power. So it's actually getting to the disc. Versus that's, that's my take. Makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say we're right again. Yeah. And more speed. Or I wonder if people tie power to spin. Because people talk about speed versus spin a lot. Like, oh, well, do you spin it or you throw it faster to go farther? Well, both. Yeah. I don't, both I, create more lift. I think the way that you're at least you're throwing, I, well, I don't know how you're throwing it without trying to spin it. 
I don't try to spin it. It just spins well, I mean, off. I mean, how it's just not spinning. Like, it's yeah. not, well, how you could you can. I mean, you can do the pull through where it snaps off and that generates spin okay. from the friction of leaving your fingers, or you can try to spin it up as you throw it with like a little wrist flick, which also creates more lift. But without the speed, spin won't get you there. Yeah, and it feels like to me, unless you can time that right, you're going to lose power yeah. trying to throw your wrist in there. Yeah. So I think speed trumps spin because speed generates spin. Yeah, I would. I that makes sense to me. Yeah. If you're good enough that you can actually get the power and then add a little bit more spin. Somehow, awesome. Yeah, please, you know, mention me from the podium because you're yeah. going to get there. Yeah, if you look at Eagle's huck face, though, I don't think he's trying to spin it. No. It's just, I'm going to throw far. Yeah. I'm going to throw yeah. hard. Well, and and when you see them, when they're doing, like, long drive competitions, their X-step isn't even an X-step. It's like a, like a, it's, it's a whirling dervish. Like, they're getting everything they can. Yeah into the, that disc the big guns 360 just yeah. to get more body behind it yeah so that's not that's nothing that you should probably ever try to do on a course because not well, unless you practice a lot yes and, and and you can get accurate with it but they're not going for accuracy they're going just for distance mm-hmm. and if it lands somewhere within a 300 foot wide range you know as long as it gets out there i mean the, the straighter the better i mm-hmm. guess as long or whatever the way the wind's blowing but yeah you want to get it out there that's the whole point um but if you're trying to avoid a tree, that's not that's not the thing to do. Yeah, you don't 360 in the woods. Yeah, and so that's them. To, to me, that's like that's like me trying to do a really fast X step to try to throw yeah. all my power into my yeah. disc. Is them doing that? Mm-hmm. Where if I'm just trying to huck it out there and get it as far as I can, maybe that's going to work. Mm-hmm. But it's probably going to go really far right at first, and then hopefully, if it gets a full flight, come back left. Yeah. Any course I've played. It's going to hit something before it can do that, or it's going to go far OB, or it's going to end up on the parking lot, mm-hmm. or I'm just never going to find it because it happens to be like a Lynx-type course, and there's just brush everywhere. Yeah. So it's just slow down. I, I like yeah. that. Slow is, slow is smooth, smooth is far, far, something like that, yeah. however he says it. And we, I mean, we all have that 10% extra that's just too much. So tone it down. Yeah, Keep it even slow. I do. That's crazy. But like, yeah. yeah, it could be adding an X step is too much. It could be speeding up your X step is too much. It could be a three sixty is too much. Yeah, it could be a harder three sixty is too much. We all have a point where it's like a, a gamble of, I'm gonna try to throw harder and I might not succeed. It's always, it always brings it really evident to me when um, I just totally shank a drive because I, I screwed up my X step and was trying to put too much into it. And then I'll throw my Emac or Truth or something like that and actually get more distance than I did out of my drive mm-hmm. from effectively a planted stat, you know, yeah. but just, yeah, I've seen people, speed. I've yeah. seen people throw 450 feet with standstill. I'm, I'm not one of those people, but that's crazy. You just build the timing, you build the muscles, yeah. you know how to do it. Yeah. That's I mean, what it, you practice, the, the disc doesn't, the disc just wants to go out there. Mm-hmm. Like, it'll fly if you can do it correctly, if you can get the right motion on it, but yeah, if you can get that form, you mm-hmm. don't need the power as much. Yeah. Now, if you can combine those two, then then you're thrown far. Yeah, then you're you're Eagle or Simon. Yeah, I mean it's it's nuts. Don't <laughs> neglect form for sake of being slow. No, they have plenty of form. Form is still good. Yeah. Form is still well, needed. Well, I think that's the whole reason to go slow. To me, is, is to get the form there. Yeah, is so that you can actually be deliberate with your form. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. Um, all right, Darren. That's way more <laughs> answer than you asked for, and a whole different question. Yeah, that was things. like the third time I thought we wrapped up, but none of those were. No, no, I think we already wrapped up his question a long okay. time ago. Okay, so I'm, I'm, 
I was asking you a question now. This this show's really for me to try to you know, improve my game, <laughs> talking to Chris. So thank you guys so much for listening. We really, really appreciate it. Um, send us any questions, comments, concerns, uh, proamdiscgolf at gmail.com, all one word. Uh, proamdiscgolf or facebook.com slash proamdiscgolf for our Facebook. Uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram at proamdiscgolf. <coughs> and uh, we've got our Facebook group up and running. Please join that, comment. Uh, leave comments on whatever podcast app you're listening to, and um, we'll. Uh, I'll tell you this: if you leave a comment on iTunes, whatever it says, I will read it. Um, and I say iTunes because I have an iPhone. That's that's the one that I, <laughs> that, I that I'm I can most easily get to. But if there's a comment left anywhere, I can see it. I will read it. I can say whatever it wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, just put five stars again. Put five stars and then tell us how terrible we are in the comments. But just put five stars. So. Um, Thanks for listening. Anything else you want to add, Chris? Um, no, I don't think so. Um, this will come out. I don't know what the date is, but I think three weeks from today. So I think from Are you yesterday. Gonna, three weeks from yesterday. Is that it's Vegas already. already for you? Uh, 28th, maybe? 27th. 27th. Phoenix. Are you going to be there? I'll be there if you see me. In the memorial, come say hi. Yeah, I'll tell, be there. Tell them pro am disc golf singing. That would, that would be awesome. Oh, that would be so cool. I'm the tallest person there, or tied with the tallest. I don't know who's taller, me or Germ. We're very close. You're very close. Germ have a beard? It's red though. Okay. When he has it. All right. When Chris has his beard, it's black. Yeah. So, um, come yeah. say hi. That'd be awesome. That would be super cool. <laughs> So uh, we really appreciate everybody listening. And until then, keep throwing plastic. Cheers. Cheers.